Good day, all. It is April 5th. Pete Hofstra here uh, providing you with an update. A few things to talk about. Um, we've just completed the first quarter of 2021. Uh, lots of interesting dynamics, but probably the biggest one is obviously the vaccine rollout. And it's quite a diverse story as you look globally, particularly at the big economies. Uh, China, you can consider the first in, first out. That's where, where we believe the virus came from, but the first country to sort of really get it under control. And they have a domestically developed vaccine uh, that is being delivered to their population. The UK and the US, frankly, doing a, a pretty good job. So those economies, I think I read that um, you know, the UK is getting close to 50% vaccinated. Uh, I think all 50 states are opening up in April so that anyone over 16 can get access to a, a vaccine. So tremendous success there, supporting a reopening. Canada, frankly, doing a pretty poor job. And there are, are, there are some missteps. So I think that, Tory will, that story will be told. Uh, but definitely some missteps by our federal government. In fact, we're seeing a couple of provinces, I think Manitoba and Alberta, are both considering um, their own procurement plans so they can get access to the vaccine independent of the federal government. So lots of dynamics there. But you know, when you do see the kind of success the U.S. is having, you saw an incredible jobs number um, on Good Friday. So certainly that reopening dynamic, the underlying economy, it's really a question of how strong it's going to be and what is priced in as markets are near all-time highs. So that's sort of that sensitivity now. Everybody knows that that's where we're headed. Lots of pent-up energy, pent-up demand. Um, and as we load up bank accounts with um, stimulus checks, and that certainly bodes well for near-term growth. And then it's, you know, where is there still value? Where some of these reopening things still to happen, particularly around travel, right? That until there is herd immunity, um, we're not going to see the possibility of travel. And then it's really do how, how do businesses and consumers really respond given that optionality. So that's sort of a yet to be seen. But when you sort of look at things that might be trading at prices and valuations that seem low in relation to history, that's kind of the areas that you still have to go into. So we're looking at some of those, but we're also looking at those names that um, are really standing to benefit um, from today. And there, there's a lot of talk of the growth versus value. Is the value coming back? And certainly you're seeing those cyclicals coming back and the broader stimulus plan and infrastructure plan coming from the U.S., um, can support sort of those called old industry type names. We've never looked at the market that way, quite honestly. We try to make sure everything we buy makes sense, that we believe fundamentally the business is going to be worth more in the future, and it's priced today that the stock should also be worth more in the future. So is that value, is that growth? I mean, call it what you want. I think it, it's really important to find companies that have long-term prospects where they can reinvest. Uh, and so we, you know, we're happy to be pegged with whatever label gets put on us, but we don't really focus on one versus the other. So we have some of those traditional value stocks. We didn't have a whole lot of those pure growth names that really benefited in 2020 from, you know, think of the Zooms and the Pelotons. Um, we really want to look at that sustainable business first before we might take a look at some of those things, but always monitoring those types of dynamics. Other things that we're looking at, um, you know, the taxes in the U.S., um, that can really impact U.S.-based companies that have a lot of their revenue coming from uh, the domestic market. So as, as that stimulus plan comes out and they look at ways to pay for it, that's certain a dynamic we've got to be careful with. Uh, the wobbles you saw during the quarter really came down to that inflation scare. So we do all these things to prime the pump. Is that ultimately going to force inflation? change discount rates, change, you know, stocks are less competitive versus bonds. If bonds are going to move, yield, bond yields are going to move higher. Something to keep an eye on. You're certainly seeing central banks say, no, 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 we're not going to raise rates. We're, we'll move up and down the yield curve to make sure rates stay low. And they know that there's just a lot of debt out there to keep things going. They have to keep interest rates quite low. 
And then we really look at what are the sources of inflation. It's those input costs. So it's obviously labor and wages, and then it can be other things like energy and, and other pieces that feed into that. And it's not pure. Productivity can offset some of that. So even if you're paying people more, but their pay goes up 20%, but they can make 30% more of whatever it is, um, there doesn't have to be a cost increase that's sort of pushed on to the rest of the population. And services, um, that's certainly more difficult. Uh, but again, is, is a bit of inflation is probably healthy. I think the fears are we're going back to the 70s and 80s where the Fed central banks are forced to escalate interest rates to kind of curb runaway inflation. I and mean, sort of the feeling is we're a long ways away from that, but those are always the storm clouds um, to certainly keep an eye on. Uh, and the final one is, is and just, you know, we, as we think we're getting to the end of the tunnel here, we're, we're moving out of the woods with this um, COVID-19 um, it's to keep track of these variants. And is there something here that is really going to change how we generally function and how the economy might function um, that limits <clears throat> our capacity to go back to the way things were? Is there a new normal that is tangibly different? It looks like the, most of the vaccines um, can deal with the variants that have emerged, uh, but also something to keep an eye on, that if we're going to temper our optimism, that may be something that, that we need to reconcile when we look at really what the growth dynamics and what the new normal is. So, you know, select opportunities in an expensive market and there's certainly a few dynamics to keep an eye on. But I think the near term, um, you know, let's, uh, is to be optimistic that this vaccine is getting rolled out. Yeah, we should do a better job in Canada, but let's, let's keep moving forward and make 2021 that sort of positive, um, you know, let's get reacquainted with each other, get some healthy social dynamics and economic dynamics working again. So that's how we see the world today. Um, I look forward to catching up with you again in another month. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.